Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. I'm not sitting here wanting you three to put yourselves in danger and go, I think this is the solution because you're going to find yourself being Amy Cooper. You're going to find yourself being, yeah. you're, you're, you're really going to hurt yourselves. It, it's, it's a crazy fucking world right now. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you're not thinking about those things, even when you finish this podcast, you might want to reconsider like your outlook on life. Let's be real. Our most serious conversations happen when we pee together. And whether it's on the phone with your biffle or in a group at a nightclub with your fifth vodka cranberry in hand and makeup looking like a melted clown. Join us where we create a safe space for those of us who are always asking the questions we've grown up believing everyone around us has figured out only to realize none of us truly know what the hell is going on. Come along and laugh at us and we promise we won't take our absurdity personally. I need to pee. Do you need to pee? Will you come with us? Now, you're probably hoping to hear one of the three lovely ladies to start this podcast off, but today's matter is a little different and will be different for the rest of your lives. I'm Dominique. I'm the producer of I Need to Pee podcast, and I'm black. Seeing all the injustices that are happening in today's society and the, the murder porn that we witnessed with George Floyd's death, the ladies asked me my thoughts on everything and wanted to see if there was something that they can do now to make things right. And this is going to be a very, very tough topic. It's very explicit, but I hope that when you guys hear this, you guys have an opportunity to see me for who I am, see me for what I go through on a daily basis, and see me as a resource for an opportunity to just have a conversation. Side note, there are a couple times where I am laughing, and it's right around some, some subject matters that's very sensitive, and that's just my way of being able to cope. Sometimes laughter helps mask the pain that I'm going through, so don't judge me on that. I hope you guys not only uh, get a chance to listen, but also take away and hear what it's like. So without further ado, we don't know how long this is going to go on. I had to have a conversation with my brother yesterday, and I, didn't, I never thought I would have to have that conversation with him. He wanted to go protest, and I had to be okay with that. I, I don't want to be okay with that, right? And he's just like, I don't even know what to do. You know, I, I go to school, I try to show that I'm n not a statistic, I'm not what you see in movies, and 
I got, you know, somebody's trying to arrest me yesterday and I, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, am I really this type of person? And it's like, I had to, for 45 minutes, give him his rights, tell him like what to say and what not to say to a cop and be respectful about it. Yeah. I'm glad it, I, I'm glad it took 21 years to get to that point. But I remember my mom having those conversations when I was like five or six years old, yeah. five years old. I don't even know like multiplication or subtraction, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my mom's making sure that when a cop pulls me over, ask them if I'm suspected of committing a crime. And if not, then respectfully walk away. And I don't know if that's a conversation that you guys have had ever, but there may be a voice out there that may want to help you understand what it is to be on the other side. Yes, Allison, as Armenians, guys, the genocide and, and people not, not publicly speaking about it, the ones who did it, it's the same stem that went through with African-Americans and slaves and all that. This all happened in like a matter of 48 hours. And I just don't, I mean, I've been going through this all my life and I still don't have the answers for you guys. Yeah. I don't think there, anyone really has the answers (laughs) at this point. Um, I think that's like, that's kind of the scary part is Mm -hmm. like, I don't even really know what the clear solution is at the end. Like if everyone was equal, if everyone truly felt that they were treated equal, would it feel like enough? And I guess that's like the question that keeps running through my head is like, let's say you got everything that you were fighting for and it was clear and it was obvious and it wasn't changing and it was practiced every day. Like, would that feel like enough or would you, would it still feel like insufficient? Because there's so much history there, right? Like, is it really something that can be resolved? And I, I don't know if that like would be resolved for a few generations. Like I think while there are people that still can recall like the (laughs) fifties or like when Kamala Harris was standing at the debates talking to like Joe Biden and she's saying like, I was on one of those school buses. Like I was carted to a different school. I think like while there are people that still live today that are, were part of those generations, it's like so hard to not, it's too difficult to move past something mm. like that and just say like, there's a solution. Yeah. One of but the, I don't one, know. Cause I'm, you know, one <laughs> of the know. best analogies I got about what you're talking about and it, it makes total sense. And I'm hoping that I don't leap a word out to, to not have you guys, or I'm going to try to say it as clear as possible, but think of, think of life as like a baseball game, right? Um, there are people who don't look like me that even with the tools, even if you didn't have the tools to give them, they've are, they're on, they've started on third, like sliding in the home. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't even have to go up to bat, right? Then you have people who work hard, who get up to bat and they don't have the right tools and they still swing. And sometimes they'll hit, it may not go far. And sometimes it's just like the tools that they, the bat that they have just is not equipped to even get them on first, right? And then you have me. I don't even have a chance to bat. (laughs) I don't even have the cleats. I don't have the damn shirt. They haven't even put me on a team. 
and then you you say, well, here's this shiny bat. <laughs> here's this opportunity. If it's all equal, here's this, here's this tool. Go use it. This helped me get on third. This helped me get on base. And I'm sitting here going, I'm glad that you gave me this tool, but I still don't even know how to use this properly. And I don't even have the experience that you've had to know when you get up and get an opportunity how to swing it. And am I swinging it the right way? And am I, am I swinging it to better myself and better those behind me? And if I'm capable of giving this tool off to somebody else that looks like me. And that's, that's all it is right now. So you ask, like, is there a thing? Is there a way? It's like, it's going, even if there's a way, it's got to take a whole new game. <laughs> we got to basically say, fuck baseball and come up with like basketball or, or something. And like start from scratch and just give everybody an even playing field. And the reality of it is, there's some white people who are just not willing to give up that privilege. And I don't, I don't blame them. I'm going to sit here and say, Kat, are you willing to give up everything you have so that people around you have the same opportunity? And then when I say give up, like your father gives up all the hard work he has, his family gives up all that, and we all just start at normal. Are you willing to give that up right now? Hell fucking no. I don't want you to sit here and say yes. It's like, why would I want to give up what I think is life? and what I've been through and my generations have been through. I don't blame people who grew up with that. I blame the system that has been in place. I blame the game that has been in, in place mm -hmm. and nobody is willing after generations and generations and generations of this shit happening, nobody's willing to give it up and just say like, fuck what we've been doing. Fuck all these laws that we made with no intentions but us involved. And let's, <laughs> let's start from scratch. I guarantee if you ask, if you went out there and asked some black people, like if we gave you a home right next to us and we treated y'all like your neighbors for a year, would you guys want that right now? There's so many black people that would be like, fuck yes, that's all I want. That's all I want right now. That's all I fucking want. I want my kids to go to a decent school. I want to provide for my family. I want to work hard. I want to have a life. I want to have a car. And I want my future after that to have these same opportunities too. Right. Why do you think they're looting in there? Because it's like years and years of wanting to get a fucking Gucci belt and, and the Volvo car that they worked so hard for. And then all this shit's happening to them. And they're finally like, fuck it. If I haven't, I've had all this opportunity to try it and the system's hold me back. I, I'm going to get this shit myself. This is all I know how to. I know how to fight. I know how to scream. I know how to be the angry black person. And I know how to do it in public. So I'm going to do it because obviously kneeling down wasn't the protest that they wanted. They condemned the man for wanting to be peacefully about it. So then people are going to be like, fuck it. If you don't, I can't be peaceful. I'm going to be fucking radical about it. Yeah. And, and that's it. It's got to be a whole new game. It's got to be a whole new fucking game. And I, I don't blame people who are in power that has been through this and has learned how to manipulate the game and, and to their advantage. It's, it's really sad and hard to see because like people like you, Dom, who work really hard and you've focused on a career and like you've, you've taken every opportunity that you've gotten and you've worked for everything that you do have. I think it's difficult to then also see people like, like I saw a mob of people kick a man to death in Dallas yesterday on, mm -hmm. on, uh, online. And like all the guy was trying to do was just like protect his store. 
And there are parents that own storefronts that are bringing their children to their storefronts just so they can try and like salvage as much as they can before the whole place basically burns to the ground. And so that's, that's difficult to watch because like obviously the peaceful protests, you know, that the NFL was displaying wasn't efficient, but at the same time, like blowing up cars and hurting people and destroying property, which at the end of the day is going to be, you know, our tax paying, everyone's tax paying dollars to fix it. Like over 400 storefronts have been destroyed in the last like 48 hours. And the only way to repair those things are through tax dollars. So it's like hurting yourself. It's this vicious cycle. This morning on CBS Sunday Morning News, there's this guy, African-American guy, and he's like saved his whole life savings, put it into the sports bar that he bought. And the entire thing was just like obliterated. And he's just sobbing like at his, at his storefront. It's like, it's just, you're also hurting your own community. So it's hard to understand like where the justification is in that, you know, run, people running into like Nike stores and running out being like, I got some shit. It's like, that doesn't feel like you're honoring George Floyd anymore. It doesn't really feel like you're honoring the pain that people are going through and that they're feeling and that they felt their whole lives. So the behavior doesn't really feel like it justifies the action or the reasoning anymore. Absolutely. And that's my opinion. <laughs> no, it, it, I mean, in, in the opinion is definitely people are going to disagree on it, but it's your opinion and you have to have some respect to it. I respect that. Here's the thing about that. It's like the school that they went to to learn how to be a successful human being was underfunded, didn't have the right tools there to even help them understand, like, don't be the statistic. Then they, then people of color, have a person that almost changed the way the United States saw people of color, Martin Luther King. And the man was assassinated <laughs> for peacefully protesting and finally getting people up on their feet to, to fucking make change without violence. So you see that. And then they celebrate that every month or every February and say, this was, a, this was a man who made change. But then at the end of the story of his success, he was assassinated for doing what he thought was right. So you have these generations that go through this with underfunded education, knowledge of self, and then they see themselves on TV as glorified thugs, pimps, people who shoot, kill their own, and they go, obviously, it's on TV. It must be celebrated. This is a psychological thing. How, oh, okay, well, shit, if I can't be Martin Luther King because I'm afraid to get fucking killed, if I can't take the tools that I've learned in school, apply them and people see that, wow, I'm trying and I'm an educated young black man or woman. Well, shit, I, I might just see the meat, like the media is glorifying this on every, every radio station, every news outlet, every movie, every television show. I'm going to be that. And they don't even know that they're physically saying it to themselves. It's just, it's the images that are being portrayed on a daily basis that they see. This is bad. Kneeling is bad. We're going to condemn this man. Fuck him. Right after that commercial break. <laughs> Brand new 50 cent movie. <laughs> out on theaters. Out now. And you're like, wow. Shit, they can't fucking appreciate that, but they're promoting this. You already know where the fucking mentality's at. And it's 
a cycle that didn't start with our generation, didn't start with your generation. This shit has happened since we came to this came to this island <laughs> and we are going to exploit your resources, your knowledge, all that, and not give you a damn thing. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you 40 acres and a mule 200 years from now. And then we'll start putting in these laws that aren't just overtly out there. One, I don't even understand them because I didn't even have the books to understand what the fuck's going on. And then I don't even know what the hell redlining is when it comes to housing. I don't know what, you know, uh, voting schemes and, and do, you know, having voting times at certain times where, well, obviously they know it's going to be impossible for me to come here and vote because I'm picking up my kids late at night, you know, because I don't have the resources to, to take care of daycare. It's, it's all these systematic things that have happened that, it, it, like I said, it's got to be a whole new ball game. And like I said, this, this podcast, it, it sounds crazy. You, you guys have more power right now, you three, than I will ever have, <laughs> no matter how hard I work, just because you were born with it. And you guys can make awesome opportunities to, to change somebody else's life by giving them a voice. I mean, right now, this is, as we're talking, this is the podcast episode that you might want to use. Like, you guys have listened. You know, none of y'all are saying shit. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like, it is a fucking crazy world right now. And people like you, people who look like you, need to see this shit out. Y'all need to strategize, mobilize, plot and plan on how y'all can help fix this. That's the biggest thing. I, I don't give a fuck if your parents are Republicans, if they're super conservative, if they are, <laughs> if they're heavy involved, you have the time right now to put in place after your parents are gone, a different game, a different system. And it starts now. It starts with talking to your friends and saying how fucked this fucked up this is. It's, talking about when you see a person of color, you're not running away from them. You're smiling at them when they're walking down the street. Let them know that you acknowledge them. Like that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like I smile all the time, not because I'm fucking happy all the time. It's because I don't want you guys to ever think that I'm a fucking threat. I was, I was born with that. Like my mom told me that shit all the goddamn time. And I was like, why would it, I'm, I'm young. Why would my mom need to tell me that? That is the weirdest shit ever. I'm still trying to learn fucking what the vegetable. I couldn't say vegetable for a goddamn long time. And my mom's instilling in my head, like, the, the laws of knowing what happens when a police comes by, what to do. Have you ever had that conversation with your parents? Have your mom ever, mom or dad ever had to sit, sit you ladies down and say, when an officer pulls you over, make sure both your hands are present at all times. Make sure your hands are at 10 to 2. Make sure that you're smiling. And if your window's broken and you can't roll it down, open up your door and put both hands out and explain every detail. I had to tell every detail like, hey, officer, my name is Dominique. And first and foremost, I'm not a threat. I want you guys to know uh, I do not have any weapons in my car. 
<laughs> and I respectfully decline any conversation with you unless you, you, unless you suspect me of committing a crime. I, I learned that when I was four years old, four or five years old. I don't even want to have that conversation with my kids. <laughs> yeah. But I know I'm going to have to have it. And I'm hoping that in these, in these talks that I have with you ladies, like if you haven't had to deal with that at a young age, like start having those conversations with your friends. Ha you know, like it helps. You guys are old enough to make decisions and, and cool enough to change people. And you guys changed me. Like I get on this, I get on this to help you guys out. And I'm hoping that when you guys see me, you see somebody else that looks like me down the street and you give them the same respect. And I had to work really hard to show you guys, like, I'm not a threat. You guys might not think that, but I put in a, a lot of effort for you ladies. And it's not just for me. It's not just for this podcast. It's because my responsibility that I feel like I'm on this earth for is to give ladies, give people these opportunities. And when they see people like me, they don't think that I'm a threat. They don't look at me as non-resourceful. They don't look at me as, as a negative person. They see me and hopefully that energy gets translated to the person that walks down the street. It's easy to just walk down the street and see somebody from the get-go and be like, they're a threat. So I'm not going to look at them. I'm going to turn my head. Or I'm going to have my head down. I deal with that every day. So I personally have to go out and go, hi, hey, how you doing today? Yeah. <laughs> and how old, it, it's so old to me, ladies, that it's just, it's just drained in my, in my head. Haley, when I first started dating Haley, she's like, why do you nod your head at every black guy that walks by? Like you just do, you'll stop the conversation and nod your head. <laughs> I want to know that my brother sees me and that he doesn't look at me as a threat and he, and I don't look at him as a threat. I have, you, you ha I have, I have to do that. It's like, I know how to do that more than I know how to do 20 pushups <laughs> because that's stronger to me physically than, than physically getting myself stronger. And I'm going to have to have the same conversation with my kids. That's the thing that sucks about it. I think like what's important though, and I, from what I'm assuming is that when you say that you have to work really hard to present yourself that way, even just to us or to anybody really, it's not that you're changing who you are as a person. It's just that you're trying to show and like remind someone that their preconceived notions aren't existing. Like you're not saying that like deep down you're a different person or, you know, in an alternate situation, you wouldn't behave in a way that was like comforting and kind to someone else. It's just that you're trying to help cut through that bias. And some of that's true and some of it's not. I, there's a term that we call, that I call, and, and it's phrased in other ways, but like being able to switch it off, right? I, I could literally, <laughs> and this is, this is going to be explicit, but I could literally do this. It's, let's say like our podcast starts at 12. It could be like 11.58 right and i'm just like ah nigga what's up man yeah, yeah nigga i'm about to be on this podcast with these girls yeah we about to turn up motherfucker hi oh yeah cuz i'm gonna beat that cuz that blah blah blah, blah. and then it's 12 o'clock and i'm like oh i gotta go hi ladies how you guys doing <laughs> but you could say the same for like a conversation we could be having a conversation where we're just acting like the most ins insane girls we're just like oh my god you're such a bitch like i fucking hate you you're so 
skinny and like, fuck you. Like, oh my God, like I'm going to eat this bowl of pasta. I'm so fat right now. Like, ew, this is disgusting. Like, let's go shopping. And then I'll turn around and I'll be like, hi, like, I just wanted to interview for this role and I'm really excited to have this opportunity. And there is, I think everyone has like the way to switch it off. The only difference is, is that I have to switch it off to better myself in most scenarios, if not most all scenarios. I'm doing it with the purpose of making sure that I'm not a threat, making sure that I'm not um, somebody that's not resourceful. That's the whole difference. I can switch it off, you can switch it off, anybody can switch it off, but what is your intent of switching it off? My intent is for survival and making sure that I have an opportunity around the corner, you know? It's all in this, and that's in my head all the time. Oh shit! I'm, I got to meet. I got an interview at twelve. Okay, I'm gonna. Hey, how you doing? I have it's coded language is what the term is called, and it's something that as people of color, and I'm speaking for myself, it's my only tool that I have to even get up <laughs> and show that I'm capable of of playing this game. Because if 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 Marcus if Marcus introduced you to introduced you guys to me and I acted like that, even though the skill set I have doesn't change, you guys would look at me differently. It takes and it takes a couple days and a couple weeks for me to start to finally settle in and then say the shit that I want to say. Because now you've you've had some time over over time you've had some opportunity to see a little bit of my real me and a little bit of my podcast me. And I do it for, because I, it's opportunities. How many times do I get an opportunity to work with three amazing women who don't look like me, who aren't going to really talk about stuff about me, but I see, uh, I see opportunity there to understand what's going on so I can better myself in the relationships I have with people who look just like you. I'm sorry. It sounds like I come in here with a plot and plan and mobilize and strategize, but that's all I know. That's all I know. And I wish I didn't have to have that mentality when it comes to a lot of situations. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really scary too. It's like, when I say I love you guys, I do love you guys. And I like, in a world that's unequal, I gotta throw, <laughs> I gotta throw, I gotta throw that out. Thank you, ladies. I gotta, I gotta literally just throw it out there because if I held it back, that can change any way somebody looks at me. So I gotta just put my heart on my sleeve and throw it out there with the most absurdity and hope that somebody latches on and goes, you know what, that dude was actually really cool. Yeah, it's like we all have our crosses to bear, but mm -hmm. like the blessing that the three of us have is that it's like a tattoo, right? Like if I have a tattoo on my rib, which I don't, but if I had <laughs> tattoos like on my ribs, <laughs> I can put on clothes, I can hide it, I can like cover it and I can walk down the street and you'll never know that I have a tattoo on me. But like if you have, a, if I have a tattoo on my face, there's nothing that I can do to hide that tattoo. And so everyone's going to look and be like, oh, she's got tattoos. And therefore, they're going to have like a notion of who I am as a person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just a really dumbed down way of <laughs> summarizing that. But I feel like, you know, because we all feel like it's not just black and white in not race language, but in yeah. the terms of like things are not, the world is not black and white. Like everyone has their own shit. And they're just trying to get through their own stuff that it's 
it's sometimes you just take a step back and you realize like your challenges, not that they're harder or easier, they're just different. But in some cases, like they're a a challenge is something that you might not ever be able to understand. Like I'll never be able to understand what you have to live with. And like, I have friends of mine that are, have done really well and they've, you know, achieved a lot. And I just, but, and I look and I go, I could never imagine that person like throwing a Molotov cocktail at someone or like defacing the CNN building. I could see someone defacing the Fox news building (laughs) because they're a bunch of ignorant assholes. Um, But you know, it like blows my mind. And then like the mayor of Atlanta got up and she, she had a really great speech. If you guys didn't hear the mayor of Atlanta speak, it was like very moving and very powerful. Um, and it just makes me feel like I, I, I feel like I can look at common sense and be like, that's unsafe. That's dangerous. Why would I put myself in a position to be arrested? Why would I put myself in a position to get hurt, to get, you know, uh, uh, assaulted? Why would I put myself in the position just to be in the line of fire, literally, or the line of like tear gas? So to me, it just feels like common sense where it's like, I don't want to put myself in danger, nor do I want to cause like harm to someone that I don't know, like a complete stranger who might just want to protect themselves or just somebody who caught themselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, and I have friends like, I couldn't imagine you, Dom, smashing someone's car and windows just because you're angry. It just feels like there's this line that gets crossed and it's hard to look at anything logically because it all feels so emotional and reactionary mm-hmm. that you just want to sit there and be like, wait, but w- there has to be a better way. Absolutely. I don't know what that is, but like there has to be yeah. a better way than causing harm to people who frankly are innocent in that situation. Like I was talking to Matthew about this last, we've been up until like three in the morning every night, just like have not turned off the news. And I was saying, I was like, I wonder if it would have I think it would have been powerful if like police forces around the US marched together, like in solidarity, where they're like, we're not gonna allow behavior like this to perpetually continue. I don't think that that necessarily would have proved much, but it's almost like if the police were marching together rather than fighting against the people who are marching to try and have their voices heard, that could have been something where like, I would have looked at that and been like, wow, any police officer that participated in this I have a level of respect for that, but I don't know how else people can get their voices heard. So I do understand why, like, it's like when you're a little kid and you can't explain what you're trying to say to your parents because you don't have the words to explain it. And eventually you just get upset and you start crying and you throw a tantrum because you're just so frustrated and so tired of trying to be like, I'm just asking for a string cheese. (laughs) Like, it's such a simple thing I'm asking you for. It's so, I'm not asking you to like, tell me, the meaning of life. I just want a snack. Why can't you hear me? <laughs> yeah. So I understand like wanting to smash things and break things, but it is really scary, not for nothing, but like it is also really scary as like a white person watching that, watching like someone get kicked to death. And I think like if I went out on the streets, is someone going to think I'm a threat to them now? It's a very scary world. I mean, I saw a lady yesterday, you were talking about you know, taking your, taking your kids to the store and try to grab things. I literally saw a lady put her kids in front of her with the hopes and knowing that people won't hurt her or hurt her business because there's innocent young children there. You know, how, 
how much of a <laughs> as a parent how much strength do you have to have to want to do that <laughs> so that you you can have a business that is a wow that is a scary thing that is a very scary scary thing so you said it starts now as three white women what is it that we can do yes we can have those conversations yes we can make sure that like we use our voices in the ways that we can but when it comes to like everyday type of actions i had this conversation with marcus earlier and it's like you guys have already doing that right you guys are already like by by accepting me for who i am and allowing me to see the crazy shit you ladies talk about <laughs> and um and 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 be able to to not judge me on my past, even though you don't know it. Um, but somebody out there may look like my past. You guys are doing it. Now, like I told you, like some of the simple things that you can do is like acknowledge a person of color when they're walking down the street and just say hi. Just say hi to them because the next 10 feet that they have to take may be their last. So give them an extra 10 feet of just like understanding and, and love right there. Um, keep having these conversations with your loved ones, your parents, and, and really show them that it's really hurting you. It's a very depressing world. And, and it's so weird that people in other countries spend their everything to come here. <laughs> to have nothing. <laughs> to have nothing. So have those conversations with your family and friends and, and, and do the best that you can to just constantly like telling those who don't agree with you to just like, just out of respect, do something for them. Do something that the acknowledgement is just a good start. And hopefully that helps you and you want to start thinking bigger things and, and do more and more for people of color and, and the communities that they live in. Social media is a crazy platform had we not had an iPhone and we wouldn't be talking about this today. I'm very thankful for these platforms and, and how people are addressing it and recording. And we just have more cameras out there. And I, I don't like the big brother feeling, but I think this whole thing be totally different if we didn't see it and, and do yourself a favor and keep watching that. Listen to the, what the man is saying. And then imagine if your dad was in that, imagine if your brother or sister, they were the ones on there. What would you do? You know? I, I also feel like some of the important imagery that like we don't get to see is really critical. Like the news outlets aren't necessarily broadcasting footage of there yesterday. I can't remember which city, but um, yesterday there were two instances that like nobody was broadcasting, but I was seeing them kind of pop up over different kind of celebrity platforms. Um, one of which was like a whole group tried to loot a target and there was like a line of people that stood in front not police like protesters that stood in front of it with like rods and they're like no like we're not gonna do this like we're gonna keep moving on like this is not the point the point is not to trash a giant store and just like take everything out of it um and then another uh, photo I saw was this cop that got, um, he got separated from the rest of his group and he got cornered by like a massive group of angry protesters. And this, 
like a smaller group of African-American men like stood around him and like protected him to make sure no one would beat him. And it's like, that's the stuff that's not being shown on CNN or MSNBC or Bloomberg anywhere really. But those are kind of also the moments that I think are really admirable and important to see as well, because it's not the end goal. I don't believe. And I hope is not just never ending violence. Like, I don't want this to be the beginning of the purge <laughs> where it's like, let's kill cops either, you know, because that's really scary. So I think those moments where you see men like that protecting police officers, even though the circumstances are really about the anger between the African-American people or people of color and the police officers, I think like that was really, um, that was a really powerful image. Yeah, you ladies have a lot. <laughs> I put a lot on y'all <laughs> and y'all, you know, you guys weren't waking up expecting to have a lot put on y'all, but I appreciate you guys carrying it. I appreciate you guys uh, listening and, and being a source of opportunity and, and possibilities for me. It's very important that I diversify my, my relationships with people. I, I was put on that earth. I was, if, if anything in this world, I know what I, I'm here for is to be around as many fucking people and make them feel happy. And I'm glad you guys uh, didn't judge me when you guys met me. I'm glad that you guys allowed me to voice my opportunities and opinions and take them with seriousness. It means a lot. It, it means, it means, a, it means a lot. It means a lot because it gives me hope. It gives me, it gives me like, it gives me faith. It lets me know like the people that look at me don't, don't judge me. And I, I have more strength and more knowledge and more love for life than some people out there that just haven't had an opportunity to sit in my seat. So, um, I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this podcast. And, and you know, um, can we just cancel 2020 now? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your willingness to have an open dialogue. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I was, um, I was thinking about you this morning and I was looking forward to talking to you today just I respect you and really appreciate you in my life so much. And I can never imagine feeling the things you felt and it's heartbreaking. And I just want you to know that I love and support you. And I'm, I'm very thankful to have you in my life. And I, you know, it's, it's crazy. And thank you for talking. Cause I, I, was looking forward, I guess, to having a conversation just to know how you're feeling. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, this was like, this was like, uh, I woke up to the craziness yesterday and I, we were trying to sit here like, why are we so tired? Like, <laughs> it was like seven o'clock and I'm like, why am I so tired? And it's like, um, when you're depressed, that takes a lot out of you physically too. <laughs> the mind is a, one of the, the the biggest muscle that we have and if you don't feed it and if you don't train it it'll put your ass to sleep real quick <laughs> and last night that's what happened to me and I woke up this morning and it's like 
I don't even want to, I didn't want to even talk about the issue. I just wanted to like, we have a podcast, we can do this. I, this is an opportunity to take an hour or two away from thinking about it. And, and, and then I got on this and then it went from, you know, I, I saw where it was going and I'm like, oh man, I didn't come on here to do, no, this is my, this is my oasis, my escape. But um, I feel like also too, it's my responsibility to give you, a, supply you guys with at least the knowledge I know. Yeah, um, it might sound backwards, but thank you for giving us a safe space to help us. Agreed educate ourselves as well yeah. you know because i think it's also really hard to ask the questions because you don't know what's pc and you don't know like what's appropriate like i wanted to text one of my friends ck and be like i just want you to know like i'm thinking about you and i love you today okay. but i was like if i do that is that also wrong <laughs> like but does you, that make it wrong because i'm thinking about him you put the investment into somebody that you know is hurting right now yeah. And that's why you wanted to reach out to him. Yeah. But you've and, given us that space, I think, to ask those questions and to understand a little bit better. And, and there's somebody else way. out there. There's somebody else out there, uh, Alexis, to, to really um, have this avenue to be on your podcast or, it just, or just be able to talk to somebody. You know, there's a lot of burden that people are carrying that they just, can you just hold this for five minutes and just let me relax? Cause I've been holding on this shit for my whole life and just take it out of their hands for a couple, couple minutes. And then you hold it and realize like, I don't want this. <laughs> and then if you look, if you don't want this for yourself and those around you that, that love you, why would you want it for somebody that did nothing to you? but has to hold it every single day. Um, and going off of what Alexis was saying, I, I've been basically on mute this whole call because I just, I really, I don't know how to talk about it, you know? So I think like being on this call has like really helped me and I'm putting myself in like people that are listening to this. Like, I hope this is helping whoever wants to hear or needs to hear as much as it just helped me. Um, it's like really just like really heartbreaking and I'm like trying to hold back my tears right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I got scared yesterday when you sent me that text and it's like, you're right there. <laughs> it is right outside your window. I'm more scared for you than I am for myself. Yes. I wear it every day and yes, I could potentially be killed every single day, but like, fuck dude i don't i mean i'm hoping that that experience woke you up oh it did it was like <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> seeing it on tv is one thing but like seeing it in person is another and i felt almost guilty because i was standing on my balcony watching and some woman pointed up and said like get down here like come down here like what are you doing and i just like felt so confused and like conflicted and it was just like yeah. a bad feeling you know it yeah. felt guilty you you call it guilty and I, I'm not trying to make you feel bad right now you call it guilty and somebody calls it life somebody calls it Monday 
<laughs> and I'm glad it's got you riled up and I'm glad you're feeling it. And that's what you can do right now. <laughs> that's what people like me want you to do is feel this, feel it. You, I'm glad you're feet. I'm, 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 you're holding the burden for me. And I didn't want this for you and the pe and your family didn't want this for me, but there's people that look like you that over hundreds and hundreds of years, they were just there and they were just like, nah, we'll, we'll equality. What's that? <laughs> you, you sitting there crying and feeling it and nervous and your head is everywhere. That's, that's where change starts. That's where change starts. I, I appreciate you so much and I respect you so much. And I really think like my life has like, you've brought so much joy to my life. <laughs> so that's yeah, all I, I really have that. to say. <laughs> my life is better with you in it, Dom. 100% agreed. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Santa Bucks are back at Meyer. Now through Saturday, you decide what's on sale and save even more on the things you love. Like a Nintendo Switch Lite, just $199.99. Or an LOL Surprise OMG 2020 collection for $39.99. And save time and get your groceries delivered with Meyer Home Delivery so you can stay out of the elements on these chilly winter days. Enjoy the great deals at Meyer. Exclusions apply. Visit Meyer.com to get started.